A listener would have been aware, immediately upon this, of the sound of footsteps coming somewhat hurriedly in the direction of the study. By the resonance, he could have told that they were traversing a much larger room. Dr. Ashton turned round in his chair as the door opened, and looked expectant. The incomer was a lady, a stout lady in the dress of the time. Though I have made some attempt at indicating the doctor's costume, I will not enterprise that of his wife, for it was Mrs. Ashton who now entered. She had an anxious, even a sorely distracted look, and it was in a very disturbed voice that she almost whispered to Dr. Ashton, putting her head close to his, "'He is in a very sad way, love. Worse, I'm afraid.' "'Is he really?' And he leaned back and looked in her face. She nodded. Two solemn bells, high up and not far away, rang out the half-hour at this moment. Mrs. Ashton started. "'Oh!' "'Do you think you can give orders that the minster clock be stopped chiming tonight? "'It is just over his chamber, and will keep him from sleeping, "'and to sleep is the only chance for him, that's certain.' "'Why, to be sure, if there were need, real need, it could be done, "'but not upon any light occasion. "'This Frank now, do you assure me that his recovery stands upon it?' "'said Dr. Ashton. His voice was loud and rather hard. "'I do verily believe it,' said his wife. Then, if it must be, bid Molly run across to Simpkins and say on my authority that he is to stop the clock chimes at sunset. And, yes, she is after that to say to my Lord Saul that I wish to see him presently in this room. Mrs. Ashton hurried off. Before any other visitor enters, it will be well to explain the situation.